like to welcome Andrea Mastrovito. Andrea is here to discuss his latest artwork, I Am Not Legend, which will be screened as part of the Bram Stoker Festival. I loved it. It was such an innovative take on the Night of the Living Dead, Romero's Night of the Living Dead. I found myself laughing out loud from time to time. It was incredibly witty and I loved your usage of lines from memes like for instance I noticed that you use Jack Rabbit Slim from Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction and so on so can you just give us a little bit of background of your background and where you come from and what 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 your your take is on your projects and your artwork and your visual artistry Yes, yes, June. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I'm happy you enjoyed the movie and you liked it. Uh, I have to say yes. As you told, as you know, I'm a visual artist. I'm not a filmmaker, but uh, very often I also use video animation and artwork. Uh, I work in many different direction uh, directions, uh, from drawings to collage, from installation to stained glass from uh, performance to movies and I also sing sometimes, I was a heavy metal singer, uh, that's why you have a, a lot of quotes from Metallica in the movie <laughs> and Matthew Nolan knows about it. Uh, and well, I, I also write a lot, yes, I, sometimes I wrote uh, reviews, uh, I mean I do many things and I remember when I was at school, uh, the, the Academy of Fine Arts professor told me, okay, Andrea, you have to choose, are you going to be a writer, are you going to be a, an artist? And I say, I don't know, right now I feel like I am a hooligan, I'm a hooligan, so I also hooligan for Atalanta, you know, great uh, soccer team from Bergamo. Uh, but uh, as, as, as you've seen, I, am, I, I try to be many different things, that's why the movie is so rich. It goes in many different directions. Uh, it makes you laugh. It makes you feel uh, afraid. I Many, well, it's not. It's also thanks to George Romero masterpiece that I've been using for the movie. And uh, well, actually, I, I always I, I believe that there is no difference between high and low culture, and everything everything that goes that uh, I come across in my life goes into my artworks in every every work that I make. Even what I do, big installation, maybe for a church, I put the character in the church in the in the big installation are taken from my my life, from my everyday life. Or when I write a, a screenplay, like for this movie, I decided I decided to use everything from heavy metal songs to Calvino or or Sartre or Camus or uh, Shakespeare to Ninja Turtles uh, to whatever. I mean. That is no difference. Uh, it's the the height of the it's the height of the beholder makes the difference. Of course. Absolutely, I noticed the script. It was just so witty, and I I did see the reference to Metallica, and <laughs> I saw um, other references. I loved the Yabba Dabba Do uh, reference. I loved the Cowabunga reference. I loved the we're going to need a bigger board. <laughs> which was Jaws and instead of we're going to need a bigger boat. I watched a clip from your project, your artwork, Nisferatu, 
and, and it was the hand-drawn animation of the 1922 Nosferatu director F.W. Murnau. Um, so where did this, I know you like to use pencil. I know you're very fond of that medium. Um, how did you, where did that idea come from to, to, um, to, I suppose, to pay homage to this movie and to put your own spin on it? Where did that come from? Uh, well, it took me many years to focus my mind just on this project because main, I started to work with drawings, I guess, 10 years ago, uh, because, I really, uh, because I really feel that drawing is, uh, the pencil is the mediator between the world of ideas and the world of reality. And so I really use drawing as a way to understand the world, to make you understand the world, to understand just want to understand everything. So when you use uh, your pencil, you need time. It's different from uh, the, the camera. The camera is different than making a photograph, taking a photograph or making a movie, uh, shooting with a camera. When you use your pencil, you need time. The time that you put into the, the making of the artwork makes you think about many things. That's how Nisparato was born. At the beginning, I, I mean, it was 2014, I guess, I started to talk about, uh, about it with a friend of mine, uh, my friend Marco, who is also the editor of both movies. Uh, and I told him, hey, Marco, I want to work on the, the idea of remaking something, sorry, uh, making something new, uh, completely new with my pencil. And I want to make, a, because I, already, I had already redrawn a, a whole house, and now I wanted to redraw a movie. So I say Nosferatu would be a good choice because Nosferatu has uh, Nosferatu from Murnau has a fixed camera. They don't move the camera, so it's easier to make to redraw it because you draw the, the characters and then you redraw the, the backgrounds. Otherwise, it would be impossible to redraw. And so I started to think about it. Then I was in New York uh, because I used to live in New York in 2015, and, uh, and there is a non-profit association called More Art. Uh, they work with social, uh, they are with social engaged artists. I also work in that direction very often. And they asked me to create an artwork about New York and about uh, if I could work about, with, with this team. Uh, the, the team was uh, immigration. I also immigrated in New York. Um, and so I, I remember that Dracula mainly uh, by Bram Stoker, it's a movie, it's a, a novel about somebody coming from East and going to at the West, and everybody is afraid of him, and uh, uh, he just want to bring his uh, behavior, his way of living to the West, and everybody's afraid of him. So I thought, I thought, well, this is the the, um, the fear of the unknown, of the stranger that we have uh, so so deep, so strong in this moment. It was uh, at the beginning of the Trump era, you know. And uh, there was also the ISIS problem. So we have this idea. Uh, I started to think about putting, taking the character from uh, the original movie, there, which is set in uh, Germany, instead of London, of course, in Germany and Transylvania, and bring them to New York, today's New York and today's Syria. And so it was just this move, this shifting, uh, made uh, gave a new, a completely new meaning to the movie. And of course, uh, it took me 30, 35,000 drawings to make it, three years of work. And uh, it was at the end of it, I was so, <laughs> so, so tired. I remember as the day that I finished the movie, I felt sick and I have four, uh, fever for 10 days. 
uh, was very, very, very sick. My wife was thinking, uh, thought that I was dying because, uh, yeah, 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 because my temperature was was 30, 34. At, at some point I was 40, and then at some point I went to 34, 33 degrees. And she said, "Okay, you're gonna die." I called the hospital. But then I was, I mean, I was very tired. But uh, in the end, and because it was something that, uh, in the end, Nisperato is called Symphony of a Century, the title, but it's also a kind of self-portrait. So I really looked into the abyss uh, for three years, and the, ab the abyss looked back into me. Uh, so it was very, very difficult process. But in the end, I was so happy because it's full of quotes. And so uh, Nisperato gave birth to a I Am Not a Legend. Because I am not legend is a kind of sequel, but on the other uh, on the other side, I am not legend. I decided to make I'm not legend in this way uh, because I wanted to make a very uh, a movie in, a, in. I wanted to use a faster process and a more simple process. When I was watching Nesperatu, I loved the the kind of the element of there was a sort of a shimmering element of it. It was like you'd erase some part of the pencil and that you used it to kind of create a, a moving um, part of it. And I, uh, you're saying that the reason why, and that was going to be my next question, that the Nisferatu and I Am Not Legend are very different. They're very, very different. And so obviously you had put yourself through the fire and you had made this incredible piece of work. It had taken you an awfully long time, but you wanted to express yourself in a different way. So this, so the, the the whole concept, the whole idea of Romero's uh, homage was to show a different facet of what it was that you were trying to say, and and this is my take on it. I I could be wrong, but show a different facet of what it was that you wanted to say, but do it in a, in a more, um, in a faster way and in a different way that would also speak, also speak from from the heart and what you wanted to do. Would that be a fair assessment of it? Uh, well, um, in Nisferatu there were so many things, uh, and, and I understood that at some point Nisferatu is something beautiful to, to watch, but it, you need to watch it ten times to understand everything. It's really complicated, and uh, I loved it. I mean, it's an artwork, so sometimes uh, art, artworks need more time than than, than movie. And so I decided that I didn't want to be so tired after <laughs> the second movie. And so in, instead of drawing, I decided to simply erase it. And uh, well, to tell you the truth, the first idea came to me from Matthew Nolan, uh, you know, uh, who, because uh, Matthew uh, contacted me. We first met in New York uh, six years ago, I, I know, uh, three years ago. Sorry, in New York, because he wanted to play a uh, live uh, score for Nisparato at Franz Stoker Festival three years, two years ago. And uh, he, we were talking about many things, and he told me, hey, I have already done a, a first soundtrack, a new soundtrack for Night of the Living Dead. I say, oh, wow, let me listen to it. He sent it to me, and I say, wow, I love it. And then I discovered, all of a sudden, I discovered that um, Night of the Living Dead is public domain because of a, of a problem with copyright they had inside 68. So I say, wow, I could use it. And so this was the first, uh, uh, the first uh, idea came from this. And also, of course, I, I just wanted to do something more simple. So I started to print all of the frames uh, 
from the original movie. Yes, I edited it because the original movie is 95 minutes long. Minutes long. My movie is 70 minutes long, and I edited the movie. Then I um, uh, exported nine frames per second, and then I printed all of the frames. And then where there is where there was a zombie, me with my assistants, we we just painted the zombies with white paint. And this was a very simple thing to do, but in the end, uh, like in Nisparato, that was a very simple thing. I took the the, the characters from one place and brought and I brought them to another place. Just shifting made the whole story. In this case, the, the erasing and making the, the zombies uh, uh, something unknown, something invisible, something white, just white, something erased, made them more uh, uh, more frightening in some way. And they become a kind of metaphor of what's going on in these days, of course, but I didn't know it. So I'm afraid of what I could do for the next movie. So, <laughs> uh, so this was the, the very simple, uh, very simple thing. And at the end, I thought it was too too simple. Uh, so that's yeah. That's, I mean, I, so that's why I also started about thinking change, about changing the uh, the script and inserting uh, different uh, quotes uh, from whatever. Uh, the first idea about quotes came to me from uh, the Facebook or Instagram pages. Our uh, pages on uh, Facebook are, are full of quotes. I mean, uh, even pictures are quoted from other people who made uh, these pictures, and we use them without even quoting who made them. I mean, I don't care about copyright because I use other people's works very often, uh, especially for movies. Not always, but it happens. Uh, but I mean, uh, we always use other people's words, other people's images, and very often, uh, because of the social networks, uh, we kind of lose our our own identities, our own ideas. That's so I started to think about this. Uh, erasure uh, was not just done with white paint, but it has been done by erasing all of the original scripts, the original identity of every character. And if you, when you see the movie, you understand that the only character who speaks with his own, with the original script is Ben. It's Ben, until, and, until uh, half of the movie, then he starts uh, going crazy. I noticed that Ben quotes heavily from George Orwell's 1984 at the very end of the movie. But it's, it's almost like, and this is my, reading of it. It's almost like as if Ben becomes what he has been trying to avoid. It's almost as if the the nothing, becoming the nothing is inevitable and that it's yeah. a process and that you have to accept this process, that it's like life, that it, it happens. Yes. Um, what I was also looking at as well is that I, I found really interesting was the fact that um, that the nothing we're now hunting they were actually actively eliminating that the, the the kind of balance, the power balance between the people who were, we'll say, real, had changed towards the end of the movie, and that they were now the zombies, effectively, yeah. and that the the quote from George Orwell about putting the bullet. Uh, the long hope for a bullet entering his brain, that it was literally that, you know, put me out of my misery, I'm a zombie, I, I no longer exist in any way, shape or form, the only way I'm going to exist is by eliminating me. And um, when I saw as well, there was a very funny 
a bit where they one of them ate an insect and you could see the insect which was not of them going inside the zombie and becoming like and it sort of remained separate from the zombie for a short time you could see it sort of shimmering in the body of the zombie i just loved touches like that and then when they were trying to eat the 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 people from the truck the truck that had gone on fire and the the, that was quite visceral that was that was (laughs) quite interesting to watch but it was just really well done the fact that there was a separate um, that the zombies were eating the the entrails and then suddenly they became the real people they became you know they were playing football they were they were a crowd mobbing a pitch after a football match is over they suddenly became the the i suppose the power the power behind the and they became the they became the hunters yeah 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 uh, well you're right there are so many things also in this uh, you're right even uh, there is a hitler speech uh, and Hitler is a white uh, zombie in some way. Uh, well, going back, George Orwell, uh, I remember when I was at school, I read uh, 1984 many years ago, but the, 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 there, is, there was one sentence that I really loved at the time, was uh, the long hope bullet was entering my brain. I remember it very well because I said, wow, that, that's very sad thing to, uh, to, to say. And so I, I, I thought that it was perfect for the last, because the last scene in Night of the Living Dead, it's uh, the, the, the whole, the, the, the bullet is entering his brain. So it's exactly this thing. So I went back from that. That was maybe the first or second uh, quote that I had in my mind. And then I suddenly remember also that uh, before uh, the, this sentence in the George Orwell's uh, novel, it talks about the Ministry of Love, and the, the Ministry of Love is white. So I say, wow, I could erase everything at the end of the movie. And of course, uh, you say at the end of the movie, uh, that's a spoiler, of course, <laughs> but uh, you see that there is this um, shift. The normal people becomes white and the zombie becomes uh, real people in some way. But of course, it's a, a shifting, another shifting because of the original movie, uh, original a novel by Richard Mason, I Am Legend. And you see, he says in the end, uh, Robert Nevin, who's been killing all the vampires in the world, but then uh, uh, all of the people has become vampires, so he's the only human being who tries to kill the vampires, so he's the monster. So he becomes, uh, it's the shifting, and the last, the last uh, page of, the, of that book changes the whole book. So I did the same, I flipped the reality after the, the night, Night of the Living Dead becomes life a uh, day of uh, the the dying alive. Okay, can you hear me? Can you understand this? Yeah, I don't know if it's correct in English. Uh, the, the the dying alive in some way. I wanted to make uh, another shifting in this way. It's also the fact that uh, it's like Ben is going toward this uh, whiteness. It's also because it's white. It's uh, because it's black. You know that is also uh, the fact that to be to feel normal, like in kind of Michael Jackson way, he wants to become white. And that is also this thing. That is not uh, the the main theme of the movie, but there is this thing because of the fact that uh, uh, Ben, uh, the Duan uh, Reid, uh, the original actor from the of Night of the Living Dead, was a, a, a black guy. Was very important at that time. 
was the first time to have this kind of uh, actor, very good. I, I really love him, and uh, it was very important also for the movie. And I, I didn't want to use this because uh, I, I feel I'm a white guy, so I, I have no right, not, I don't have the right to talk about it. But I mean, the movie was like that, so I also work in that direction. And also, the, the, um, that's why there is Hitler at the end of the movie. Uh, the whole movie is uh, full of quotes from the Holocaust and World War II. Uh, it begins with a quote from Primo Levi, uh, which is uh, um, the, the title in Italian is Sequestro uh, uomo. If this is a man, it's a kind of diary from the Auschwitz uh, camp. And also, at the, at the, exactly at the middle of the movie, you had another very big quote from uh, Escape for Victory, it's Escape to Victory, where the zombie plays uh, like uh, the Nazi uh, plays against the allies. And uh, at the end, you got Hitler's speech. And uh, actually, they tried to, to erase what was different from them. And they wanted all of the people to become like them white in some way, Aryan. So I use this, the fact that, uh, uh, but also on the, the other side, when everybody, everything in the movie becomes white, it's uh, also a, a new starting point because, uh, you know, white is, uh, is this, it's white shit, when, where everything can be reborn. I, I loved the kind of the concept of, of Hitler being white and therefore one of them, one of the nothing, one of the the meaningless people who who's the word salad of the of of his his fiery sermons that really didn't mean an awful lot, but just were he he had, I suppose, I'd have to reluctantly say he had charisma, you know, because he was able to to overwhelm a large body of intelligent people to do stuff that they shouldn't have been doing. I read the Primo Levi book, uh, If This Be a Man, and yes, it is very, very moving. To be honest with you, when I first started watching the movie, I decided that I was going to go into it without reading reviews or without reading a background. So I would go into it completely, you know, not knowing what, where or how, so I could make my own mind up and come to my own conclusions. I was delighted to see all the quotes coming in. I did not know that this was this was going to be the case, but I when I when that happened, it was like this overjoyful moment. And I know this it's a horror movie, you know, so it's it's kind of strange to say it was a joyful moment, but it was a lovely moment to kind of suddenly go, oh, do you know what? I get this, I get this, and audiences as well. They 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 don't want things to be too simple, but they don't want things to be too hard either. And so when an audience gets it, they thank you for it. <laughs> Can I ask you, how long did it take you to complete, uh, by comparison to Nisferatu, how long did it take you to complete I Am Not Legend? Uh, yes, of course, Nisferatu was a three year, uh, took me three years to create all of the frames and I worked 15 days, per, 15 hours per day, 18 hours per day. Uh, while on the opposite, I am not legend. Uh, originally, was uh, to be done in six or seven months. Then the the COVID emergency arrived, so it took me one year to finish it. But it was way more simple. There is no uh, comparison to it. I mean, it was. Uh, I can compare the two things. Uh, 
Also, it was a pleasure for me to create all of the script with the quotes because I closed myself for two months in my room in New York. It's a, he had a small house down there. Well, here I have an enormous studio in Bergamo because it's much cheaper. <laughs> and uh, in, I have this little room. I closed my, my wife and my son outside of the studio and uh, I, I watched movies. I listened to songs, my favorite songs, my favorite movies, whatever came back to my mind. Uh, I watched all of this movie for two months and uh, suddenly uh, at the beginning it was difficult because I had just two or three quotes in my mind. But then once the character, uh, if you see the characters in the movie have their own, they don't have their own identity, but they are a kind of piece of everybody's identity. There is the guy who really thinks that they can save themselves, there is the guy who really wants to be destroyed, there is the part of yourself that uh, doesn't understand, doesn't want, don't want to understand. I don't want to understand. I wanna, I, I, I wanna lose the conscience in this moment. So uh, every character at the end told me what to do and what to say and what to write and what you just told me. I really thank you for telling me this, for saying that uh, you enjoyed it and, and say thank you, because as I finished the movie, the, the pandemic started uh, in February, March. I was very sad because I'm from Bergamo. Bergamo was the, the worst place on earth in that moment, and I mean, it, it, we had a tragedy. We had a, I lost many friends, and uh, I was very sad. And as I was working on this movie, I mean, it was so sad to work on this movie in the same moment. Suddenly, I realized I realized that I could read the script and the movie in a completely different way, in a very positive way, because it's a kind of uh, as you you confirmed this. Because the, I, suddenly I realized that the audience, if, if on one side the characters lose their identity, on the other side uh, it's like they, they are building um, a, a community, a kind of uh, everybody's identity, because everybody uh, can uh, uh, recall, can uh, recognize all of the um, the quotes. So it's like uh, they are building a kind of uh, social background, the same background for everybody, and you can recognize into this background and become uh, um, community again in some way. Uh, so they are a kind of uh, creating something, they are destroying themselves and destroying themselves, they are creating something new. So it's like, uh, I mean, from you have to die before you see the light. No, like Slayers, Slayers say this, you know, Slayer, the heavy metal group, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I was just, uh, I, I want to, first of all, say thank you for including the Trump quotes about the, <laughs> <laughs> about the bleach. Um, it was so much fun because I, I still, I, I keep watching that clip of Trump talking and the doctor sitting beside him and her face as she hears him talking about injecting bleach <laughs> into the body. So, uh, yes, I, I, I picked up on that and I heard it and I, I chuckled. That was really funny. Another thing I noticed was of all the characters, Ben is the only one who changes. Yes, yes. Uh, Ben changes because at the beginning I needed to have somebody who could be the, the, the owner of the memory because this movie is also about memory, the memory of the Holocaust, for example, uh, because to avoid neg negationism, 
it's all right. Yeah, negationism uh, is also something that uh, is going on in this moment because many people deny denies that the virus exists. You know, same thing. It's the same thing. But also, I need somebody who was the owner, the one who keep the memory of everything, of the original script, of the original movie, of his own personal history. But on the other side, I really needed somebody who could help me in uh, creating a real script because he, he, he talks uh, about about fighting the, the zombies, the, the nothings. And uh, at the beginning, I needed somebody who could explain what's going on in some way. So I needed somebody who could use the original word, words. Uh, and then, uh, as soon as he get in touch with other people, so as long as he's by himself, because Barbara doesn't exist, of course, in the movie. She doesn't say anything. She's almost already crazy. Uh, but as long as he's with himself, it's okay. But then, when they arrive, when the Cooper and Tom arrive, you see, at some point, he started to say just to talk just with quotes. And one of the first moments is when he says, "So hell is other people." So that's why he changes. He, when he gets in touch with other people, it's like he's infected. It's, there is no social distance in that moment. So he gets infected with the virus and uh, changes himself. And so, but in the end, uh, and also you know that in the movie, the original movie, the original Romero's movie is amazing. It's such a perfect metaphor of our lives because also there is nobody who's right. I really love this because uh, uh, until the end of the movie, you believe that uh, Cooper is an asshole and Ben is right. But in the end, uh, it was good to go back uh, underground. Uh, was the only safe, uh, safe place. And then uh, when you feel, oh, when you say, okay, okay, at the end, he understood. He's right. He's killed. So <laughs> nobody's right. There is no truth. There is no even. There is no reality. That's why I make the shifting at the end. And this is uh, something that I have already uh, used uh, this um, this way of of. Uh, describing reality or unreality is something that I had already used in Nisferatu because in Nisferatu every character shifts uh, from good to evil to back to good to nonsense uh, and I, I really feel that this is uh, what's going on today I mean in our uh, period and, and I'm not criticizing it I, I, what I wanted you to understand is that I don't like to criticize. I mean, I talk about it because it's what's going on. And I really feel that in this moment, you have so many versions of reality and everybody says that it's right. And that it was, this is something that we really didn't have 30 years ago before internet. Then with internet, uh, we have uh, this, uh, <laughs> this different kind of reality, truth. Or truth, many versions of the same thing, many different versions. So everybody can say uh, say everything, and so now you don't understand what's going on. Uh, so that's why one more thing is that I always say that Nisferatu is not a black and white movie, uh, but it's black plus white. So it's a gray movie. It's gray because you don't understand what what where is the white, where is the black, where is good, where is evil. You don't understand. And so, as I wanted to go uh, farther, I have to put, uh, to to erase all of the the dirt from this gray, and now it's white at the end of this movie. And this is the the first uh, step to start for the third movie that I will do. I hope soon, uh, as soon as I find the money, uh, because the third movie will be about the collage. Uh, will be done. The first was about drawing, the second is about erasing, and the third one will use collage. And I will uh, restart <coughs> from uh, from the remains, 
what's been left in the white uh, in the whiteness. Do you remember you were saying that um, in I Am Not Legend that the the person that they shape they they go from from you know rage to despair to and obviously Ben is the one who grows and and evolves throughout that process. Everybody else I felt stayed in in within the character and didn't shift much beyond that. But as you said, like, you know, some people would think that Cooper's an asshole, but at the end of it, they kind of say, well, maybe he he had it right all along. And as you said, there's no right or wrong. But I did. I was thinking there just earlier when you were talking about Ben and you were talking about um, that he suddenly realized what, you know, that he was to embrace what was coming. Um, I was thinking that Viktor Frankl, you know, uh, meaning for a man and that Viktor Frankl was wrote a book on how he was he I believe he was in Auschwitz I believe I'm not absolutely certain but I believe he's in one of the the camps and he said that you could survive once you had a purpose once you had something to do and you could do it so for instance if you were cleaning a latrine if you once you cleaned it the best way you could possibly clean it that days were no longer meaningless that you had a purpose that you had you could carry this from a to b you could whatever you did that you did it with with the fullness of yourself and i thought that when at the very end i had that sense that ben was embracing the hereafter with the fullness of himself that he had found his meaning and that was what, again, that's that's my interpretation of it. But I, I saw, I felt that at the very, very end that he had found a purpose, that he had found his his calling and that he was now embracing it. And as you said, the bullet was, he was he nearly welcomed a bullet. He was saying, OK, this is this is how it's going to be. This is this is perfect. This is a cadence. This is a perfect cadence and that this is how it should be. Well, I, uh, I guess that uh, it, in the end he says, and now I am not legend. And uh, so it can be what you say, but it can also be the opposite now. So I, I want uh, the, the audience to understand what they want. I really, I really like it. I don't want to be... Uh, also for Nisferatu, I didn't give so many uh, explanations of everything because I, I like to put many different hints to whatever you're going to uh, think about it. And I, I didn't think about this, to tell you the truth, uh, because I felt that uh, it, just, it just had to disappear in the end. Uh, it needed to disappear. And yes, by chance, I discovered that the, the last image of the movie, it's a gun. There is this guy holding the gun. And... Uh, Yes, you uh, you make me think about uh, Johnny Gary's Gun by Dalton Trumbo. It's a beautiful book and movie, and then also Metallica song. And uh, at the end, there is this very huge quote with this gun in the whiteness. There is this gun, and the movie is full of quotes from the Johnny Gary's Gun. And uh, what happens in the book, in the original book and the movie? Johnny is a soldier who lose, who was lost. Uh, uh, arms, legs, eyes, ears, uh, nose, and mouth. It's it just uh, living uh, dead in some way. 
and uh, is the first living death in some way because he's uh, trapped between life and death and he lives in he lives in this coma for 20 years but he's still conscious and then uh, but until the end he's still alive because he had a purpose uh, he just wanted other people to 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 watch him and to understand that war is not a good thing and so when they 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 say the, the the other soldiers say when they discovered that he is conscious after many years and he tried to talk with uh, the Morse code and he say I want to be shown to other people they say okay no no you can't you stay in this room you stay in your underground and uh, when he's closing this underground he says okay so kill me kill me I repeat over and over again kill me so he has no more purpose so I guess that with uh, Ben is the same thing because he had survived the night and now that the day well, is, uh, has, um, uh, is, is even he just wanted to, it's like he just wanted to survive the night, but now that the day has become completely white, it, uh, it doesn't need to be alive anymore. So that's why it's killed in the end. But I mean, this is another explanation. You can, because of the many quotes, you can watch the movie many different ways. I love the ambiguity of it, and I love the fact that I can I can see it this way. But it's like democracy; everybody has a right to see it their way, you know, and to and to witness it in in the way that they feel is right. Um, can I ask you what is you you mentioned you touched briefly on your next your next art um, art project? Can you just give me a little bit of idea? Don't you don't need to like I, I I'm sure you you you're sort of you've got things going on in your mind and you wouldn't have it formulated yet, but like, would there be, what's what's next in the pipeline? You mentioned another movie? Yeah, yes. Well, right now we have no money to make this movie. I have to find some sponsor, of course. And uh, the movie will be about uh, the kind of renaissance of rebirth in some way. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna, it's gonna have a happy ending or not. Uh, but it would be based uh, both uh, with it would be done with collage of many movies and many images, and uh, it would be based on Victor Frankenstein's story, actually yes, and also maybe on Jesus Christ. Who knows? Now I got many ideas. Uh, right now I'm working on many shows, but uh, the problem is that we're not, right now nobody knows what to do because uh, I had many shows in the next months, but uh, I'm sure we're gonna postpone. Uh, each of them and then but the main thing that I'm working on right now it's uh, it's something that I'm doing great a great permanent installation for uh, my soccer team Atalanta in the stadium so we, we are working on it in many years and uh, maybe in few months we will show this to the world it's going to be something Great. I, I hope so. I hope. It's difficult to work with soccer, with football, you know, because uh, you have to um, to change uh, the the way you you work really completely because you're not completely free. Uh, like in the studio, I can do whatever I want, but when you talk with uh, uh, with sport, when you work with sport, like when you work with church, uh, you have to to mediate in some way. And so let's see what happens. But I'm really happy about this. And uh, I'm very sorry I can't be in Dublin, uh, and uh, there won't be the uh, the, the festival, uh, the live festival. Last time I was so happy. It was the it's the one of the most, my be my uh, most beautiful memories.
it's been really really interesting thank you so much for for being so forthcoming and on behalf of film ireland thank you oh thank you thank you